Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is the Rose and Shine podcast featuring the Swedish sisters Josephine Roos and Victoria Roos Olsen. Good evening. This is Victoria sending from back home in Atlanta. Hola, good evening. This is Josephine from Bogota. So this episode is really based on the blog post that I wrote for Thrive Global, which was called Tips on How to Stay Sane, Safe, and Now You Add Sexy While I, Traveling. I added safe <laughs> and sexy. Oh, yeah. You had only said. <laughs> well, sexy somehow stood out to me. So anyway. To spice uh, it up for your listeners. It's yes. not only about sane. <laughs> it's also safe and a bit sexy. Yes, yes, exactly. And we think we are qualified to talk about this uh, as we're kind of experts on the topic. We are. We are uh, experts on traveling. This is something that we do. Yes. <laughs> and <I laughs> With mean, my serious voice. You have been moving your family and kids around the world for about, what, three times this year, I guess? <laughs> How many laps around the globe? Yes, something like that. So to all of our uh, climate uh, dear friends. <laughs> yes, there might be some helping the areas the in way. this podcast. <laughs> uh, yes, that's why I don't eat meat any longer. No. Nope. Um, <laughs> I need to compensate on some level. Uh, and you, uh, we haven't actually, like, this is, this is really us catching up on a Sunday evening to, you know, because we haven't been able to speak to each other because you have just been traveling for the last 30 days too. So thank you everyone for joining us uh, <laughs> on our catch up. We're really happy about that. Yeah, I've been here, there and everywhere in the past, I, well, I guess six months really, but yeah, continuously so on this side of the year as well. So before, I think before you were catching a flight to London, I saw your post, it was on um, Thrive Global, but I saw it on LinkedIn where you were sharing this article on the six tips on how to stay sane while traveling. Mm -hmm. And there were loads of comments, and I was actually reading it too, before I saw that it was from you. I was like, great. <laughs> I want to see, can, can, can they, you know, can they come up with something new here? And I thought you had some pretty good insights, I have to say. But so did other people. There were loads of comments. And mm -hmm. then we thought, of course, we should make an episode about this. Yes. But with adding some of my best stuff. Yes. To yes. your great article. In a sense, <laughs> I guess they were already there. That's why probably you, you liked it so much. <laughs> so 
Anyway, let's go right into the six tips and then we'll get onto uh, details and additions to them as well. But the very first one when it comes to, so really this is for everyone who travels extensively for work and possibly also travels just in general a lot. Yeah, it's just that, I mean, you should listen to this traveling for work, but also I will add a bit of traveling to exotic places and long flights and a bit of traveling with kids. So we're trying Mm. to cover all of these topics. Yes. But one thing that I find critical, so as you know, I have two teenage daughters and a husband who's a little bit here and a little bit in Sweden. It's been (laughs) a bit intense. A little bit here, a little bit there. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, So... Really, I've always done weekly planning and we've spent episodes talking about that before. So if you really want to get into get tips and ideas on how to do that, I'd recommend you to listen into one of our previous episodes. But what's important when it comes to traveling is I'd say to go even a bit further or be disciplined when it comes to your weekly planning and really make sure that you get your family to be involved in that part and and go through, so what are the different things happening for the family? What are the things that needs to be completed while I'm away? And, you know, setting, going through, looking at the rules and and find out how I'm going to distribute my free time while I'm traveling Mm. as well. Yeah, that's a great tip. And to make it maybe to the more exotic or the extreme level. So Mm -hmm. my husband has just been traveling for really a long trip for 10 days and coming back um, from flying from Colombia to uh, to Myanmar, that's a five, six flights. Oh, yeah. Just a, f- a, f- a quick pop over to Miami, Istanbul, <laughs> Bangkok, <laughs> Yangon kitchen. That's bad. Uh, and back. And with that traveling and what we have learned, and I wouldn't have say, I wouldn't say that we've nailed it yet. I still, there's work to do. But it's also to plan for those first days when you're back. Yeah. So actually plan for appropriate amount of uh, recovery time, Mm. which is something that we're working on. But if you're doing a lot of travel for work, those I would say you need to add, you know, two more days to the end of that trip, which is considered work to just set the expectations right, I think, for the family to recover. Yeah. Both for, for the family and for, and for you. yourself. I, yeah. yeah, I agree. And I, I know that that when I've been traveling extensively to really make sure that there's some time to get back into sanity, uh, maybe book yourself for that massage or whatever it is, but just have a little bit of time to, to get back. Mm-hmm. That's a great, great thing. So that sort of the planning before you go, setting all, you know, looking through your big rocks and making sure that you're all set. And now we're on the, in the travel itself. So the second part that we did, second tip is really, and that also fits into the planning in a sense, but it's your fitness routine. Because mm. I, I think it's going to get better if you also plan a little bit for it ahead. And as you, all of you who knows us well by now, you know that movement is something that we are uh, really cheerleading for, that it makes us happier, smarter. So how can we be proactive about really moving while we travel? Mm. Well, also making sure that you then have the clothes with you so that you can do a routine. Yeah. And I would say for everyone to make sure that you have a hotel room routine. Yeah. 
Exactly. It could be a seven minute or a 10 minute or a 15 minute or 20 minutes, but you should have a routine that you can do that will get your heartbeat up in a hotel room, yeah. in a small space. So you recommended this great app to me that I've started using this side of the year. Yes, the sweat by Kyla Itnes. Yes. It really makes you a sweat. Yes, it's wonderful. <laughs> that's brilliant. So that's one way. Yeah. And I'm thinking if I'm just going for like a short trip, like two days and I don't have that much space in my carry-on luggage, I bring, so I always bring my yoga travel mat because it works for sweat, it works for yoga, it works for all those things. So it's really great just to do the yoga in the morning because sometimes you you go on these events and it's just a full-on schedule the entire day. Mm. So then that's a, a great opportunity to just do that. And I can even do that in my pajamas, you know, like in the morning. So I don't even need to bring that much extra stuff to make a nice yoga session for myself. Yeah. And I also, I mean, this is one of the key things for, for dealing with jet lag. Yeah. One of the key recommendations is to really try to get moving. For some people, it's even as soon as they get there in the night. I think that's too extreme for me. But rather to do it the first thing in the morning to go up and get your heart moving. Yeah. And that is if you traveled far, which yeah. I always tend to do. Yeah. But, um, but and, and that's key. And, and really, and I, I share this a lot to my workshop participants, but every time you sit down for the length of four hours without moving, you shorten your life with 11 minutes. Mm. So, so I go up and, you know, I'm like, I try to not feel awkward about it, but even by the bathrooms in the airplane and I'll do 10 quick squats, you know, outside <laughs> in that little hallway and, you know, just to get the circulation going. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And the same goes. So when I come from that long flight, I and this is when I'm traveling on my own, obviously not with two toddlers. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, but when you travel with toddlers, you're constantly doing squats. Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> the exercise know, is shake. <laughs> no, but what I mean is I try to avoid the speed train and I walk instead just to make mm. sure that I get that circulation going. Mm -hmm. and, and talking about that is so funny. So now, I mean, usually now I fly a lot of domestic within the U.S. and it's super easy. It's kind of like taking the bus. It's so nice and organized and I know my way around the airports. But when you fly the long hauls and you're doing the connections, it's more stressful, like from abroad. Mm -hmm. So last time when we came back, we needed to change in New York. And they always make these connections so short, like, you know, like really borderline. And in the U.S., you always need to do the security, exactly. the like when at the destination, right? The exactly. First. So mm -hmm. we got off from the plane from Stockholm in New York. And it was such a long line for the security. And then an even longer line to wait for the luggage that you need to pick up mm -hmm. and go and check in again. So we were like, oh, my goodness, we're going to miss the flight. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So me and the girls, it was the three of us. We're like really starting to run like uh -huh. racy. So and then we come and then we need to go in through that security thing again. Right. Yeah. So basically we have to skip the entire lane, you know, so I'm like, sorry, sorry, we're from Europe. Sorry, we're missing from <laughs> you Europe. Know, people are like, yeah, did you yeah, already start like, we're came from Europe, <laughs> you know, like, you know, and the girls are like staring down to their feet, right? So we're really skipping the, which took us like 10 minutes to skip through this huge long line. Mm -hmm. Then we get through the security and all the bags pass us through apart from my bag that gets stuck, you know, mm. a little bit turned to the left kind of thing. So I'm just telling the girls, I'm like, 
just run to our flight. Just just try to hold it for us. Just yeah. run. And I'll, I'll wait here for my bag. And you know how they can be. Sometimes the customs are super nice. But this guy was really like, no, you have to wait for your turn. And then yeah. it takes my bag. And he's like, what is this? Books? <laughs> I'm like, who reads this much? And obviously, because my other luggage was so did heavy, you say, all I'm an author. So I did. I'm a I'm like, I love to author. read. And I'm an author. <laughs> yes, I did. Because at this time, I was like, totally red in my face and super stressed. And he was really like thinking I was some kind of a psycho who had all these books in my luggage, which, you know, it's not that unnormal. Uh So anyway, then I finally get my bag. And now it's like boarding has been on for a long time for my flight Uh because I get it in the app. Is it Victoria Roos, come to gate number 65? (laughs) You're like, I'm on my way. I hear you. I'm running, like really, and running, running through this airport, get to the gate, and it's only the girls left. Entire plane has boarded, and they're standing there, and they're so sweet that they waited for us. (laughs) I thought you were going to say the girls were so sweet. They were sweet waiting for me, too, yeah. But (laughs) the flight, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, we get on the plane, and and by this time, I swear, I'm sweating. Like, mm. it's really like, not a little bit warm, you know, but it's like... <laughs> the dripping. <laughs> pouring sweat. Yeah. yeah, it's like I've been doing this huge workout, which I've had. And anyway, so we, we come down and we sit down. And there's this, I end up next to this man. And he finds us so exciting. You know, he hears that we're talking <laughs> Swedish. And I don't know, I'm coming running to this plane to, uh-huh. to Atlanta. <laughs> so he's like... He wants to just ask these five million questions about who we are and what we do. And at the same time, I don't know how, but I got something stuck in my throat. (laughs) So I'm like starting to cough and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to throw up because (laughs) I'm having this thing in my throat. And this man keeps on just talking to me and I'm in the middle seat between him and another man. Mm -hmm. And the girls are on the other side, you know, not at all caring about me any longer. So I'm trying to sort of wave to flight attendant that I need water, you know, because I'm like, I'm like picturing how I'm going to start to throw up on this I'm man. Like, oh, disgusting. <laughs> and it's just, but it was really bad. And at the same time, you know, so that was kind of a low moment of, <laughs> of flying. Yes. Did but you then start doing squats? Really, I did get my fitness workout. Yes. So no need to do squats on that flight, really. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that really relates to number... F- no, I was going to say to number four on your list, connecting. But no, we're uh, just on the third. Yes. Diet. Which is your favorite one. Is it? Yeah. Don't to eat think about what to while eat. While traveling. <laughs> just breathe. Just in general, really. Um. Okay. Yes. My favorite. Um. Yeah. How do you think... <laughs> what do you think about that? Well, so my personal reflection, if you're not going to say anything, is Uh diet when traveling, not as in dieting, but what you eat, Uh is really difficult. I mean, I'm really doing my best to cut out wheat and refined sugar from my diet. Uh And I've also joined my daughters on their vegetarian quest, which kind of limits my choices. I mean, there's really not very much for me to eat. You're left with the rice and the... Cheese. Yeah, but there's not that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, but you know, when you're, you order your flight, you can actually always check. You can do like the vegetarian meal. You can do See, steak, this and is then you what I've the... learned. You can do the vegetarian meal 
Or you can do the gluten-free meal, oh. but you can't do them both. How tricky. That's not a choice. That's not an option. Okay, but you can do the low-fat meal. So Steve once booked us on a flight. It was like <laughs> really far. And it was really long because we always travel really far, really long. So say that there was like three long flights or something. Maybe it was even back to New Zealand. And we had, it was before kids, I think. And we had the low-fat meal, which was basically just like steamed things. Yeah. And it was so boring. <laughs> and we were sitting there so hungry, looking at people, other people's food. And we had like some steamed. Yeah, I don't recommend that. Yeah. Actually. No. But the good thing with, with having a special meal is that you get the food first. Yeah. So it's a bit of a hack. True. That's true. Yeah. But so I've done like now that I can also be a little bit forgiving for myself. And sometimes I pretend I'm doing the 5-2 fasting diet. You know, there are different options. And I try to always bring little nuts and bars and things so that there is an option. Yes. And I guess key here is hydration. Yes. Drink, drink, drink loads of water. Yeah. So that's for the flight. Yeah. But then... Also, when you are traveling, you know, and I'm facilitating workshops, so it's a little bit that you get what you get to eat. Mm. And usually people are really excited to be on a workshop. So for them, it's like a treat to have pizza or whatever it is. But mm. actually, that's not the case. So then again, yeah, that's a bit tricky for me. I haven't found the perfect balance, but the idea is to bring a little bit more snacks so that I don't have to go all in on that diet anyway. Yeah, I think nuts, of course, is always key, even though it's, you know, kind of high in fat, but good for energy. And then you can always bring, um, at least if you fly internally, like vegetables, like carrots and things yeah. are yeah. are great yeah. and not incredibly exciting. And then I just find like in hotels, like eating eggs, for example, is a great um, is a great way for breakfasts and, and so on. Yeah. It will keep you full yeah. for a long day and also... Apparently, if you eat eggs before 10 a.m., you reduce your sugar cravings. There is a lot of studies um, in relation to a lot of protein early in the morning is good. Oh, that's great. To keep a diet when traveling. See, I knew you would add value to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I, I would hope so. Let's go to number four, connect. So that's what that man wanted to do. Yes. And you were scared that you were going to throw up all over him. <laughs> yes. But connecting is interesting. I think you potentially might be, I might more be in my little bubble when I travel. Yeah, that comes on point number five. But before we okay. can go to our bubble. Bubble, we have to connect. <laughs> yes. Why do we have to connect? Well. This is what I'm saying. This might sound ironic because now you're possibly traveling on your own. And so what does it mean? I agree that bubble is really nice, but I also find it so interesting. These unexpected conversations that you have with people. And I'm not the one who's like attacking everyone who's sitting next to me on a flight. I really like my own little bubble there. But, you know, it's even like when you're talking to the Uber drivers. And just listen. You're all about the Uber drivers lately, Vic. I know, but I have those <laughs> most amazing stories them. from them. I mean, that's the next <laughs> book I'm going to write. Like, mm -hmm. so the amazing stories of Uber drivers I met, you know, because it start asking and you'll be, you know, intrigued to see mm. 
all their stories. So what would be your opening, not to an Uber driver, but maybe like to the person next to you on the plane for someone who's not as extroverted as you? <sighs> so this person next to you and you want to start a little conversation and not say like, oh, it's raining outside. <laughs> like You want to go somewhere else. Well, what would your opening phrase be? I think, I mean, on the plane, I think most people actually don't want to have a conversation. That's my... So how do you get them to talk anyways? (laughs) But see, (laughs) I'm also one. I I don't really, you know, need to to do the talking. But it's more like, yeah, when you get the meal, if you're not listening, you can just... I don't know. I haven't thought of what it is that I or the other person really say. But... It is true. I met some amazing people, you know, on planes too, right? So, so is it more like body language then, or yeah, I guess if people, you can tell by just tuning in, is this a person who's interested in a conversation or not? Mm-hmm. I think just look look for the signals. Yeah, and sometimes you can have a laugh about something crazy going on together, or yeah. It's as simple as that. And then, you know, just one comment about the food or helping out with the getting the coffee or something. And then you get going yeah. if that's an opportunity. Yeah. So connecting, of course, is really important to kind of keep us sane and and, and happy. And, of course, to learn something. Yeah. That's the whole idea. Because you, you hear these stories from people that you wouldn't normally meet, right? Mm. That's what's so interesting, both with Uber and a flight. You get together with people that you don't necessarily have any other point of connections with. And here you are, you're sitting in the same space for an hour or even more. And, and you can just learn lots of cool things, really. So if you're listening to this podcast because you have met Victoria or me on a flight <laughs> or in an Uber, there could be a chance. <laughs> that's you we're talking about. Thank you for listening. I <laughs> appreciate you. you. <laughs> <laughs> and we will try to not throw up all over you next to you in no, airplanes. No, that was exceptional. Sorry, <laughs> lovely man from Savannah. I really liked your stories. And now I've been in Savannah since. And I, I think it's a great, cool town to go to. Yeah, you were just in Savannah. I'd never really heard about that city. Is that naive of me? Should it's I? because you haven't been to Georgia before. That is uh, true. <laughs> Savannah is such a cool place. Mm-hmm. I love it. We're going to go back. It was so nice. And, and the workshop I delivered was also so nice. I probably forced them to listen too. So thank you, everyone <laughs> from <laughs> ISM Spa Group. I loved you. That was really, really a cool place. Yeah, I really, really can recommend anyone who wants to try a different town in the U.S., not one of the most famous ones, but still quite famous to go there. Savannah. Very good. Mm-hmm. But Number I wanted to say one yeah, thing okay. more on connection. When you do travel... I also find you get a little bit of time and opportunity to catch up with your friends that are far away as well Mm. because of the social media. You know, you can go on WhatsApp and just send out a message to some of your close friends that are far away from you and and maybe end up having a super nice conversation going while you are at the gate waiting for your next flight. Yes, that's clearly not traveling with kids, clearly traveling <laughs> yes, on yes, business. Yes, But yes, <laughs> very, very good point. Next on the list is create me time. Yes. So that's where you get to go into your more introverted bubble. Yes. 
Oh, that's so nice too. <laughs> After all that extroversion, it's really, really nice to to actually have no yeah, again, this is traveling on business and and not having all the people you love around you, but it's also like a really nice time to just have that moment to read or maybe watch that show that you want to do. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed that too. For me, flying is probably the only time that I buy magazines, Yeah, which is um, really nice. I mean, now I have them on apps normally, but I still sometimes when flying buy the paper copy just because it's a nice, nice thing to do. Yeah, it is. And if I'm in a place like Savannah, which is super nice, you can go for nice walks and just relax and take in the new surroundings. And I was also pointing out that that's funny because here in the U.S., in some of the small towns, they're really not meant to be walking in, right? Yeah. So sometimes when I'm just trying to go out and get a little bit of fresh air, you know, I'll have cars like stopping. Like, yeah. are, you- are you all right, yeah. ma'am? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> because it's so unusual there to be war oh, that's uh, I mean that's a little bit crazy but yeah yes good. yeah yeah I really like number six on your list which is taking over your hotel room mm-hmm. and for me that resonated a lot when I was traveling more with work and staying quite long time in these remote locations and then it was yeah. really important to bring something that would make the room a little bit more yours and what and would now, you bring? Well, then it would be more, I would be better. I would bring, for example, actual like workout, uh, like kettle, like um, bars and stuff like that to to keep on moving in the yoga mat. Mm-hmm. But now I would probably bring like a little yoga stuff, like massage oils and, and things like that. That yeah. could make the scent a little bit nicer. And then it would be maybe having a really nice pajamas and but that's about it. What would you bring to, well, to make it? Well, I don't bring my workout, you know, ways because... Uh, well, not when flying, but that, well, then it was, but I stayed for three weeks in a hotel room. So that was a bit... Yeah. Uh, but actually I did find when I was in this also cute little town called Appleton, Wisconsin. <laughs> I see, I've been to all these wonderful places and there was this little almost like magical store with that had all essential oils and crystals and all that stuff on that main street and it was so nice. And I bought like a little stone, which was kind of covered and you put the essential oil on the stone mm. and it's like, it gives then away this beautiful scent. So it's perfect for traveling. Mm. Very smart. Yeah, that was very nice. And I, I bring the books and my diaries and yeah. I, yeah, as you can tell from the guy in the security. <laughs> Too many books. <laughs> yeah. And just to bring your own kimono, you know, that's also really nice. And I mean, my challenge is, as you know, I work for some of the most luxurious hotel groups in the world. And you have destroyed us. Of... Yourself and also us. <laughs> All my family as well. Yes. So it's kind of working against me, you know, like when, when you end up in like, the... Am I not taken in a boat to my hotel room with, you know, four different rooms <laughs> yeah. in my hotel yeah. room that all smells yeah. like yeah. Arabic dreams or something like that? Yeah. Yes. But so that's why I take extra care in turning the hotel room into a very nice one. 
I think I, I just thought I'm I'm gonna start to put into my profile, you know, on the frequent traveler profile that I don't want to have a connecting door in my room. I realize that's a bad thing mm. in these small little hotels because yes. you kind of hear everything on the room next door. But another thing is to then enjoy it. So I was delivering a keynote for the leaders of the Dorchester Hotel Collections. And then I got the most beautiful hotel room. So then I was like, stay as much as you can in the room and just enjoy it because it's really super nice. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. So, that's kind of the list, very simple, just like that. And then you added safe and sexy. Yes. So, <laughs> so I was thinking about the safe because you've been on this most amazing, it sounds like, course just last week. Hardcore. Yeah, so, hardcore yeah. is maybe better than yeah. amazing, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, with the, with the UN, when, uh, when you move it to so-called hardship, positions or positions where there is a threat you have to do a security course when you arrive it's really mm -hmm. good and it's a different type of exercises that you do but it's very it's quite practical yeah so everything from i've been like swimming in a in a six meter deep pool with just a backpack making like a raft and then putting people on it but to but really that's super interesting so like what did they throw you in there or how did it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next. Uh, no, they did not throw us in there, but like we were prepared. Yeah. Uh, that we were going to go there. And, and we, um, I mean, they, they taught us, of course, things how to, for example, pack your backpack so that it floats. So actually, it's like a life skill. Yeah. No, it's actually really, no, yeah, books, of course. I guess <laughs> it's about wrapping everything really tightly into plastic bags that don't have any air in them. Oh, so you just wrap your clothes or whatever you have, so make it impermeable, impermeable, yeah, you know, like in a in a plastic bag, and then you put that all into your backpack, whichever backpack that you might have. Surprisingly, you know, I have Maritza's Arnani's like old Nike broken backpack because I didn't have one here, <laughs> and uh, that floated. 
Oh, so yes, then they made us, you know, stand by the side of the pool with all of our clothing on and walk in with our backpack on, yeah. which you would think like this is going to, you know, sink me to the bottom of the pool and not get me up again. But no, not at all. It makes you completely float up. And, oh. you know, it was really impressive to see because we had a couple of people in our course that were actually not able to swim. Oh. And that were, of course, a little bit terrified yeah. about this exercise. And it was, of course, a lot of a lot of safety around it and, you know, people in the pool and, and so on that, that could help out. But they did it incredibly brave and jumped in and, and floated up. And, and these uh, backpacks, we were then taught on how to bind them together in order to create like a boat where people could float around on and we could, you know, um, if someone was hurt in the group, put them on that on that uh, little raft that we made out of our backpacks. Wow. Yeah, so that so that was really cool and mm -hmm. uh, exciting. And then, and yeah, and then of course we had a day, which is the more hardship day that everyone is quite nervous about, which is where you go out. And we were in a, in a military camp here in, in Bogota. So it feels very real, obviously, when you're doing yeah. something like this in a, in a place that's in conflict. And, yes. you know, it's not, it's, it's quite active mm -hmm. in a sense. And uh, we practiced, mainly practiced our reactions in relation to kidnappings. Because we have had UN colleagues or one UN colleague that has been kidnapped here. And of course, for, for UN missions and other people working in this kind of field around the world, this is something that unfortunately happens. So how did you practice that? Well, in two different ways. Like one was a surprise moment where we were actually still in the um, in the classroom. And we there, there were just people that came in with, with pistols and guns and shooting and screaming and and blindfolded us and down on the floor and how did you react um that was probably when when the surprise moment when we were still in the classroom was more was probably the more frightening one because it was yeah. such a like especially with the shooting and the guns and and people screaming yeah even if you know that it's an exercise it's just um scary scary um we had talked before and actually I had, they had asked, does someone practice yoga and could someone lead a, a breathing exercise? So I had led like a short breathing exercise and that is probably the key to keep breathing, to keep on just focusing on your breath yeah. and trying to calm yourself down. Yeah. Um, and then on the more practical day. Very good day, to know we were, if we ever get kidnapped. If you get kidnapped, well, there's a couple of rules if you get kidnapped, but the first Yeah, what is, are they? Well, I mean, really, it's the first uh, 15 to 45 minutes is, is the the most critical part uh -huh. because the kidnappers will be incredibly nervous, just as you. Yeah. So your goal there is just to stay alive <laughs> during that time. So just cooperate. Be as cooperative as you possibly can. Don't do drastic movements so that they think that you're reaching for some kind of gun or something like that. And just obey. Take it easy. Breathe. Just obey. I get nervous only listening to this. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what else then? I mean, there's not so... This is like travel to a deeper extent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not so much... Um, there are not these like magic bullets because as, as we talked about, there's, there's you never know what you're, you're... If one has a kidnapping, what that situation would be like. It can be incredibly violent, but it could also be someone saying, you know, come with me here. And you feel no other, you know, that you can't do anything else than coming with them there. But it's not uh, necessarily dramatic. But yes, it's very much about keeping calm and very much about uh, 
it's creating actually another tip is then to try to create a rapport with your kidnapper. Yeah. So finding like opening a line of communication. Yeah. So trying to to talk to them. Um, See, here and, comes uh, my flight skills. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be doing very, very well. Yeah. And um, I and can yeah, give no, him some coaching, maybe, you know, <laughs> assuming it to him. Are there any female kidnappers? Of course. Um, so, I mean, in the in the practice that we had, uh, the, the real life one, yeah. or real life, no, very much still a training, obviously, but outdoors and, and more of a real scenario. And then we were attacked by a, a made up uh, guerrilla group and which in Colombia would be mixed with women and, and men. And also in this training setting, it was women and men that kidnapped us. So, yeah, it was everything from like crawling through rivers and um, wearing, of course, being blindfolded and handcuffed and all of, all of those things. So it was, I mean, of course, you know that it's still a train. You know that it's just a training. Yeah. Your heartbeat still goes up. Yeah. It's still very intense, even though I wouldn't say that it was necessarily scary, but it's very intense and you do realize the need of, of breathing and taking it easy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah so that's a really like that spice up but I probably if we're gonna like shift from that a little bit and some of the other things that I probably learned that would be quite practical maybe for people that are thinking that they're not traveling to necessarily a kidnap zone but that are things around safety such as um traveling to places with earthquakes for example yeah and that's just the idea of always in your bag uh, and I'm not going to probably like a military guy start to bring my big backpack with all of those things in but still try to make sure even if it's in your just in your handbag to have water have some kind of sugary bar like yeah. something that you can sustain yourself on for a while nuts maybe adding <laughs> yeah but even like sure nuts is good but sugar is you know also like good yeah for mm -hmm. so it's, it wouldn't be your you know to go pick me up during a 5 p.m crisis but more like no. a, a serious crisis a whistle. Oh, yeah, um, I guess. So that people could hear you if you're actually in, in some kind of situation. And then I uh, wrote, what else did I write up here? Yeah, of course, to have, well, this is extra and I probably, I don't know if I'm going to start to have that with a radio and battery in it. Huh. And also, if you would be in a really bad situation, being in a radio that or having a radio and being able to hear people talk would also be comforting. Yeah. So it's something that could really help you in to kind of calm yourself down. Yeah. Um, emergency phone numbers to make sure before you travel that you have them in your phone. Yeah. And then a very simple thing that is important for everyone who's traveling is to always look for where the exits are. Yeah. Wherever you go and know where the... Um, meetup point is yeah and let your family members know where the meetup point is this is so important and i remember our cousin actually mm -hmm. telling us this and i mean we're a hotel family we should always have thought of it but it's so important before you go to bed go to that little map on the back of your hotel room door and check it out and see does everyone know the road where is the closest mm -hmm. exit how do we get down where's the assembly point Mm -hmm. It's so easy, but if something does happen, it's invaluable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
That's a little security. Should we move on to sexy or? Yes, what about sexy? I'm very curious. Um, no, what I've learned from traveling long flights is that there is no such thing as sexy while traveling. No, but wear black. Buy black clothes that you can wear. This is not your like high heel type trip. You know, this no. is your 30 hour plus type trip. Yeah. So yes, the best thing there is just to have sunglasses, black clothing and you know a red lipstick if you need to pop something you know yeah to... that's my that's my trick too even you know because you shouldn't really wear makeup if you go that far but yeah. lipstick you know it's always great it can always be put on and then i if i fly in the evening i would put on maybe a hydrating like skin mask Mm-hmm. And then when I came come to the hotel, which is also would make me feel the hotel like a little bit more like at home or nice, would be to have a clay mask, which is like extracting all of the bad stuff from yeah. from the flight, and then adding a, a moisturizing mask. And I think as a woman or man listening to this, I mean it's a really nice thing to do. Then another trick, um, which I just started with when I had kids, is uh, noise uh, canceling headphones. Yeah. But it's a really nice thing to have for the hotel room with the connecting door. Yes. As you said. No, you're absolutely it's right. For I got the... myself a pair and that made all the difference. Yeah. And for the flight and for screaming kids and for whatever it might be. Um, that's a real lifesaver, actually. It's it actually makes... so funny because I bought my husband a pair of noise cancelling headphones some years ago. Uh-huh. And, you know, so sometimes we're in bed and he's watching something and he's having those on. And I've been so annoyed that he's not paying attention. <laughs> I'm talking to him like, what? And only now did I get myself a pair. So now I realize you actually don't hear. <laughs> it's so good. So And now it was reverse rules. He was like making signs of like, what? <laughs> With my... So they're really good. Yeah, it's yeah. not always. Yeah, we've had some kind of angry looks exchanged between my husband and I when when we have kids crying in the plane. Yeah, and then one you of can us have has, them. Have, of course, they have headphones on, and it's like ah. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And then um, uh, flying with kids to add here. Yes. So the key here, of course, people always bring extra clothes for the kids, but no, bring extra clothes for you. <laughs> That is like number number one, because it's incredible how much they manage to like spill and poo and do all all over you. So bring extra clothes for you. Mm-hmm. If you have a baby, I've learned now that you you think that you're gonna get this cot thing that the baby can sleep in. Always call like 48 hours before with the airline and check in with them that you actually get that cot, because you know how airlines are always trying to rip money out from you and oh, so it 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 can say confirmed <laughs> on your booking it's not confirmed call them <laughs> um and then actually a really good tips that i got some from a friend and i haven't started to use it yet but i'm gonna buy it for our next trip it's a bed box suitcase so it's like these suitcases that the kids can pull themselves they can sit on them themselves as well uh-huh. but then in the airplane you You have them under or uh, by your feet. Yeah. And you lift them up and then it folds out. So you actually becomes like a bed for the kid. Oh. So they can lie straight. Oh, how cool. Very cool and incredibly useful, especially if you have like the child is kicking you like all all the flights because it can't sleep and you're trying to have it lying on you. Or like I've had a couple of flights where I actually had it kicking 
the third person sitting on a row and I was flying <laughs> on my own with Raph. I had, you know, I had Raph's head in my in my lap and then his feet was on the person. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> and then I found out that there are now these luggage scooters. Oh, so I've seen some that you sit on. No, like you put like a scooter like the kids have now and you know that they they push. Uh-huh. Now these the, the breadbox one is the one that you sit on that you one you've seen. Okay. Some of them can also be folded up and become this bed. Yeah, okay. Then there are the scooters where they're actually like like a scooter. So they can go really fast in the um airport. They should get that for adults too. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I think we should sort of end here with our Traveling everything from, you know, just your quick domestic flight to being kidnapped in Colombia. Hopefully not kidnapped. All of you. But just no, no. (laughs) But if it happens, you will be ready. (laughs) So thank you, Josephine, for sharing that. You're welcome. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, We loved having you here. And thank you for driving me in your Uber. (laughs) (laughs) And sitting next to me in the plane. And uh, take care. Yes, have a lovely week. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.